This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Third hour of the program on this Tuesday. Dan Grasso, Bart Scott, Dan and Bart. Alan, a little under the weather today, so we're hanging out with you. Another 60, then it is TMKS right here on 98.7 ESPN. Bart, it's the third hour of the show, but it's not just the third hour, is it? Huh? See, not enough O's and smooth, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Go, so let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? Third hour of the show, but it's not just the third hour, is it? It's not. What is it? You tell me. You tell me. That's your thing. Okay, I'll tell you. It's the power hour, 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 hour. And it is time for the power hour served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand. It's also time yes. for the Garrett Wilson I'm trying report. to get a sponsor. I'm trying to get a sponsor. I think, I think because Can't Garrett, wait. his skin is so smooth, it should be like either uh, Neutrogena <laughs> Or uh, because he's you know you know he black you know what I'm saying we got to get the uh, co- cocoa cocoa butter you know what I'm saying that's the most like black thing is, we do. Man. Well, we gotta ask. We'll, we'll ask or because we got juice and berries, let's go pink lotion. Like the the Michelle Obama is, is the only black lady that still uses pink oil lotion. You know what I'm saying? We'll see if we can confirm that though. But the Garrett Wilson report is brought to you by Corona and Samsung. Oh, we got Automall. a sponsor. Okay, we Duh. getting drunk. Oh, we getting drunk. My bad. Ten top brands, over two thousand vehicles, one place. Samsung Automall. Oh, Samsung. That's my. Oh, those my people. Those are your people. You should know that already. You right? need. You, Gary, you need a Christmas whip, you know, because you can. Get, I got that, you know what I'm saying? When you say the boy's got his own money, I got my own money, man. You go there, they're going to give you $1,000 off, whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? I, I think you're going to be okay. I think you'll be okay getting financed. I think you're good um, on that. Your credit should $1,000 off a car, you saying? Off a car? Yeah, yeah, off a, off a whip, you know what I'm saying? Don't take care of you, Garrett. And that's nothing, bro. That's like that's like nickels and dime you. But, but, bro, we're going to give you the best rate because you're going to tell them that Barskeezy sent you. They're going to give you that Hakeem money, you know what I'm saying? He's got his own money. An extra. No, no, an extra. That's a, like, after you make your deal, make your next move your best move, then they're going to give you an extra $1,000 off. Oh, all, right. all right. You know what I'm saying? That get you an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? That can get you, the, like, you know, the um, side-by-side. We put that in for free. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, they might just give you one just to ride because, you know what I'm saying, you OG, triple OG. You're a young OG. Holla at me, man. They got, yeah, okay. they got 10 different brands, dog. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to go get you one of them uh, uh, Hellcat Durango's, you want to get you a Hellcat. Uh, what's the one that they just made? They just made the one limited edition. They got a couple of those joints, man. You can buy one stash and then sell it for for two hundred later. Yeah, but Garrett's got some sweet rides. I've seen him already. He's good, right? G, you're good. Hey man, I love the cars. I do love cars. I love mine. I love mine. Appreciate right. that. So how you feeling? Another tough one on Sunday. You had a day off here to process it. How's things right now as far as you're concerned with this football team and this offense? Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Um, as far as my concern, um, uh, you know, I would say I, I was concerned a few weeks ago. And now, you know, I'm kind of like, um, you know, how, how, do we, how do we just make this happen? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's concern. It's just more of we're in it now. You know, it's, 
I was concerned that we were going to be in this spot, you know, and we are, you know, so we got to, we got to finish this thing the right way and, and get an opportunity to go out and, and get this bad taste out of our mouth next week. And then the week following, you know, we got to, we got to figure out something to get a spark, man. And, and, and like I said, get this taste out of our mouth. I know it's redundant, but it's hard when you go look at the tape and then you see opportunities for massive plays and it's just like the communication or the chemistry isn't there. Like how difficult is that to know that it's plays to be made, it's just not getting made or the attempts isn't just isn't there because you see some guys, you know, yourself running wide open, you know, on the interception with Bates, if you stick a little bit, you know, knowing that you draw so much attention, you know, Gibson would have been open for a foot race maybe to the pylon. How frustrating is that? Like, okay, because everybody wants to blame the play caller, then they blame the quarterback, then they blame the players, and they blame the offensive line. They want to spread it out. But when you look at the film, you're like, damn, if only we can just just connect one of these. Just It feels like if you just get one, that maybe the floodgates may open. Yeah, I mean, we, we always feel like we're a play away. And um, you want to make the play. You know, you want to make it. You know, it's kind of annoying saying it at this point. I'm, I know I'm tired of hearing it, you know, as far as, you know, one play away. Like, someone go make the play. Uh, let, me, let me go make the play. And that's, you know, I know I'm sure that's how we all feel right now. You know, uh, get- trying to take take advantage of, of uh, you know, all the opportunities we're getting. And, and like I said, like you said, it's no one's fault, man. It's a lot of things that's playing into the way things have gone this season. But, um, yeah, man, it's frustrating because we love it. And that's really, you know, all there is to it. And, and, you know, like I kind of said earlier this week, you know, it's your legacy. But not that you want to go out there and, you know, have the opportunity to, to leave it the right way. Man. I mean, it's been, you know, tough for all of us this season. And the way things have gotten this year, Garrett, you know, the losing streak, sitting there at 4-8, and eight, when times are tough, there's always going to be some noise that comes from either outside, inside. It doesn't matter. It always seems like it starts to swirl. And we hear the news yesterday about this whole Zach Wilson thing with the reluctance possibly of him wanting to go back in and play again. Is that just par for the course in your opinion? I mean, do you sense that this locker room, that that maybe feeling is shared by more than just one player, if one player at all? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like that's the case. Man. I feel like, you know, coaches and, and, you know, the love that we have for each other does a good job of keeping us motivated to go back out there no matter, you know, what the outside circumstances may be. You know, with that said, I, I'll never hold someone, you know, doing what's in the best interest of them against them uh, just because, you know, this 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 uh, this is a business and I would never, you know, hold it. But, you know, with that said, none, none of that's happening, man. All these guys want to play. They want to go out there and prove something, man. And, um, yeah, man, I feel like, you know, like I said, we, were, we all have each other's back. We support, we support each other. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, that's what I'll say on that. I mean, this is a young group, right? So, like, you guys are going through stuff that maybe you'll never went through together, but it's going to make you a better group in the long term. But as far as yourself personally, where does this rank? Is this maybe the most frustrating year you've ever had in football since you started, you know, picking up the pigskin? Um, I mean, yeah, man, but, you know, that's that's to be expected. You know, it was going to be harder when I got to the NFL. You know, it's you when you were younger, whatever team I was on, we was we was cold, you know. Because oh, they, they had you. They, yeah, yeah. And, and all, the people you were play, all the people you were playing against working at Taco Bell right now. So that's, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> <laughs> Taco Come Bell's on. got a good 401k, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, it's going to get harder. That's just, that's just the name of it. You know, that, I'm sure... Well, I'm, talk, um, I'm talking about more of the losing 
the way the season is going, trying to figure yourself out. I mean, you probably never had so many questions in your career yeah, about I mean, how to fix it. No, I mean, if I, you know, if that was how my career had went up to this point, you know, I probably wouldn't even be here. You know, it, okay. It's, I've been, you know, I've been blessed, man. I've been part of some great situations. I've been, I've been with some, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, as far as losing and the production and everything, man, this is, this is, you know, a love for me. And, uh, you know, with that said, I don't know, you know, it, it, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm, I can handle this. You know, I can handle this and I'm gonna come back, you know, come out, you know, ready to win on the next season and the season after, you know, because of this, you know, that's how I feel about it. See, I got my ass kicked in college. You know what I mean? I played for Southern Illinois. We was we was like homecoming every week. So, like, <laughs> so, 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 me winning six games in the NFL was like, yo, we up, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's but, you, but you, but you, but you got a different standard, man. Like I know you guys, man. Ohio State, man. I know it's tough, man. Like what, what, what bowl you guys got? Are you are you talking to those guys? Are you counseling those guys? I mean, it's looking like you—you you can mess around and, and have Marvin Harris Jr. on your on your squad. Did you play with him? Well, you got—he had to be there, right? When you were there. Yeah, he was there. He was there, and he was, you know, special as soon as he walked through the door. Um, yeah, you know, that would be awesome. But did, did you ever meet uh, his dad? Yeah, I did meet his dad a few times, man. His dad's a great dude. Dude, dude, look like a serial killer. Listen, yeah, I'll, nah. Man, come on, man. You're talking about Marvin Harrison looks yes. like a serial killer? Listen, yo, I, listen, I love Marvin Harris, man. I, I, I played against him, man, but I can't trust a black man, you know, over 40 with that mustache, man. <laughs> he just, that stab, I don't know if he still got the stab, but his eye, he be looking at you like, uh, like, hey, man. But, okay, I, I know you can't say it, but that's just something but we always crazy. say. You know, you, we, <laughs> we all love Marvin, but it's the quiet ones that get you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Garrett's like, I'm just gonna leave that one alone and we'll move on. Like, I don't blame you. The quiet part. The, yeah. la the last statement he made was, was valid. You know, that's, that's some, you know, that's valid. Yeah. You know, Sometimes. you being a wide receiver, and, and look, you're at the mercy of the quarterback. They're the ones that throw you the ball. You can't throw the ball to yourself. And there's been four of them already this year. And now we just find out word a little while ago, according to the reports, that Brett Rippon was signed off of Seattle's practice squad. And you might have another quarterback throwing you a football this year. I hope this ain't breaking news to you. Did we break uh, news? I ain't yeah, y'all yeah, know. Yeah. According to the reports, Tim yeah. Boyle was cut and Brett Rippon was signed off the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. Now, now, just so you know, Brett Rippon played for the Broncos last year, so he has familiarity with the uh, offense, of course, because you know the what? thing hacking had him before. Did he start? He started the game against us. Yep. yep, that's the guy, and you beat him last year. But my my, my question was going to be, you know, as a wide receiver. What's the biggest adjustment you have to make when you have four, maybe five different quarterbacks throwing you a football throughout the course of a season? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try not to even look at it that way. I just try to catch the ball throwing at me. You know, I've caught, you know, passes from a million people in my life. You know, I feel like no matter who's thinking, it's just the communication side of it, getting to know a new personality, sitting here and someone new in the huddle and how they interact with their teammates. Um, you know, maybe a little timing thing for them. I'm sure it's more of a thing for them trying to adjust to how I run routes and how I, you know, go about go about my things. You know, it's, a, it's an adjustment for them because we're all different as far as, you know, skill position players that they're getting with. So, um, you know, you know, that's the, the thing for them, I would say, more than me. Because just because I, I, I'm going to catch the ball that's thrown at me, you know, I feel like, and I'm going to run my route the same, you know, but, you know, and that's just um, – 
you know how it is, but the communication side of it, I would say, is, is um, a little adjustment that you know can be made based on who's, who's slinging it. I don't know about you, but I used to always have my goals either inside my locker hanging up or inside like the cubby hole. And uh, when times got like this, I've had maybe four seasons like this. Like I told you, this is, you know, every player goes through it. Um, I used to go back and reflect on my why and what my goals were. Um, as team goals is one thing, but, you know, as long as your personal goals align with the team goals, you know I mean? It's okay to have your individual goals. So with, with that being said, it's looking like you guys aren't going to go to the playoffs because you guys are mathematically eliminated. So what's something that you've trying to use or focus on to try and finish strong, some type of motivation, some personal carrot for yourself? Is it any, is it a thousand yards? You know, with, with everybody yeah. knowing how difficult it is, is it, you know, a certain amount of catches or what is it for you long-term as far as goals to kind of finish strong? Um, yeah, man, I want to get a thousand yards. You know, I want to, you know, finish, find a way to, Help us finish undefeated on the stretch, you know, make it go five and up. Uh, I don't even know that we're not making the playoffs, like you said, but just to get this taste out of our mouth. But yeah, a thousand yards, you know, no drops, no fumbles um, to finish this stretch. Um, and I want to get in that end zone, bro. I'm trying to get in the zone, man. It's been too long, bro. Missed that thing. Yeah, I mean, Dad, like when, 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 when you finally get into the end zone, like, I'm sure, like, yo, nowadays people got stuff that they pre-organize where you just look up to Jesus and just say thank you. Like, like, what point are we at, or do you still got some fire that you want to get out there that smoke? The first one back to six-pound, 12-ounce baby Jesus. The rest is for for the showmanship. You know what I mean? Which one is it? It all depends on how the game plays and the flow. You know, if, if, if it's the, you know, a touchdown that doesn't have to serve much purpose, I'll probably, you know, the celebration will show that, but – you know, if it's in the moment, I'm, I'm liable to. Okay. You know, I okay. I have some in the back pocket, man. I'm sorry I never got to do the, uh, the salsa, by the way. I know. It's all good, man. It's all good. There's still some time. There's still some time. Got five minutes. No, more no. To it, was, go, it was against the Giants. You know oh, what I'm saying? against the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get some get back. You know, that was personal for me. You know what I'm saying? I had oh, a hit man. out on Victor Krizils. It was 12 years ago, man. I don't think it's going to listen, listen. change the reality, unfortunately. It still hurts. I, it's, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. It still hurts. hurts. Yeah, still you you're still bringing it up between that and the butt phone, man. I can't escape it. I'll stop with the butt. I got to ask. Stuff. I got to ask about the butt phone, like, bro. I I wasn't there. I went. I don't play offense. Don't ask me about the butt fumble. I swear that play, they're not even that bad. That, exactly, you. but because it's the Jets, like Peyton Manning hates the Jets, right? He he goes on and makes a joke about the Jets on a country music awards, right? He he always got something negative to say, like when 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 y'all playing, when he's on the Manning cast or something, he always got something negative to say, man, with his old big ass head looking like Frankenstein. You know what I'm saying? But yo, know, I just they bring that they bring that up. I was doing a podcast and they bring that up and I'm like, bro, Vince Wilfork bull rushed the guard and the quarterback ran into the back of the but he ran into his ass. Like, all right, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you can't get me for that one. ESPN once tried to get me to come on a 10th year anniversary. Yeah. Like, documentary. I'm like, bro, it's, the dude fumbled. He ran to the back of a, a 340-pound man. It's one of the most overrated plays. The game was way over by that point. Way over by that point. Kuda Matados. But it is what it, I got a question for you because you'll have one up on board. Oh, I'm saying you, you, I'm present. I'm looking at you on TV while I'm talking to you on Garrett's TV. Garrett's everywhere. That's why. He's ah. a busy guy. Do you know every assistant coach you have on the sidelines ah, of your see, team? Because because the reason I'm asking the question is because Bart apparently doesn't even know some of his assistant coaches while he was playing. If you see a guy who's one of the assistants, you know who he is, right? At least you know his face. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know. You're know sm- yeah, you're you're a good guy. You're a good okay, team guy. Okay, no, 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 no. You think you think Garrett can name all the defensive coaches? But he at least knows that they're no, there. No, he don't know. all He them. knows that they're there. You yeah. don't know. You don't know all of them. You know, I don't want. I don't want to put you on the spot because I know it's a okay, couple I, of people side. You like I, I know. I know his face. I, I, I just don't know his name. That's the thing. I know them. I know them. I might not know that. Listen. Name, right? I didn't know Tom Moore was on our staff, the great quarterbacks coach for Peyton Manning, them big-ass ears. I never – he was a consultant. That's different. He was a consultant. But he was there on the sidelines every game day. You yeah. have to walk past him. You see his old ass on game day. You think I'm paying attention to the 75,000 people on the sideline? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's th- Garrett th- Wood. Game Garrett day. Wood. Garrett game knows a, these people. Game day is a thousand. First of all, Garrett, I'm to the point now, right? I'm 10 yeah. out. I'm 10 out, right, Garrett? Or 9 out. Whatever. I can't remember. Right? I'm to the point now, I ran into a teammate. He spoke to me. I had no idea who he was. Wait till you get to that point. That's nice. Listen, I can't say, I ain't going to say his name because he could be listening. He played receiver. He looked like a fullback. And he, he used to have dreadlocks, and now he ball head. I had no clue he was who I was talking to for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I, wait, like I know what you're talking about now. I feel like I know who you're talking about. Ah, he was there on game day. <laughs> he was there for legends. He was so there. a guy you had no idea who it was, you're talking to him for a half an hour, and yet you just gave him a half an hour of your time, even though you had no idea who we it was. We was at a legends committee. It was a bunch of old dudes in oh, there. this he was, was like, over the weekend? Yeah, he was like, yo, I miss you, bro. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Oh, I think I know who you mean. And then, and then he, I saw I saw his wristband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. I know who you mean. I think I know who you mean. And did you, did you know who he was? I didn't see him, but I know who you mean. Yeah, exactly. So I'm getting to that point now, Gary. So anyway. Uh, see, you threw me off trying to get me on my, t- on, on my coach's I, 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 me, I got a question. I got a question here because, look, the team is scuffled here. The losing streak is what it is. But going into the bye week, you guys beat Philadelphia. You're thinking that there's still going to be some optimism here for the second half of the season. Even coming out of the bye, it was an ugly game, but you still got the win against the Giants. From your perspective, and I guess you can only answer it from the stuff that you have to handle. Do you sense anything? Did something happen during that bye week or after the bye when, when you guys got back there? Because it just seems like there's been two different teams, the one before the bye and the one after the bye. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's a good question, fair question. You know, I feel like I feel like we definitely haven't, you know, played the ball that we wanted to, you know, play coming out of the bye week. And, you know, we were expecting a big progression. You know, that's the thing. We were expecting a big jump. And how we were going to play, we were expecting to play better against the Giants, coming off that one against Philly, and then a bye week to get our legs back under. And we just we haven't, man. We didn't, um, you know. So, you know, I know we have a lot of people that at the spot that you know is, is dedicated to trying to figure out, you know, how to, I don't know, stuff like that out. As far as you know, they they put science to everything now. They got computer stats to why you know to why you didn't make a certain play and. To why you ran this certain far at practice, you know, it's all crazy. I'm, I'm sure they're trying to figure it out, but uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 uh, it's tough because we definitely expected to, you know, take that step week by week and, and get better on the offense and just all out. You know, it's, it's been frustrating, but you know, like I said earlier, we got an opportunity now to, to pick it, you know, pick it up and, and finish the right way. I know it's a tough question to answer, but does Sala and and Hackett still have the room? Yeah, man, they do. They do it for sure. And, and um, you know, the guys are still bought in. They still, you know, find a way to motivate us every, you know, every day to go out there and, and get what we need to out of practice, um, out of meetings. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see that changing. You know, I feel like all of us love ball. They, they've done a good job bringing in, you know, people that, 
that um, you know not aren't just motivated by you know the external factors that are going on and and about by you know the result of the game or you know by whatever it may be, um, but you know really motivated by getting better each day and, and perfecting their craft, man. And I feel like you know, we're gonna continue building this thing and, and trying to figure out Garrett, you know, how to finish the past five games the right way. For you personally, Garrett, what does it mean to have Aaron Rodgers back? practicing in the building each and every day as opposed to how it was while he was rehabbing just coming in for games. But what does that mean for you to have him around each and every day out there at the facility? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, definitely a great opportunity for me to just, you know, spend time with him. And, and, you know, it's been a while. We got some of our time taken away from us, man. You know, we was, um, you know, really, and when we have a great relationship, we're building one, you know, throughout the season, building one through, you know, the things we were going through as far as practice and games and whatever it may have been. And, and for that to, you know, get taken away is is why, you know, we don't take this thing for granted as far as playing and why I don't take, you know, anytime he is in a facility for for granted. Um, you know, he's a great mind to, to be around and and seeing him throw the ball, you know, out of practice, even, you know, that he that he isn't all 100%. Um, you know, it's cool, man. And, and it's one of those things where it reminds you not to take this thing for granted. You know, that's one of the greatest of all time and that, you know, he had the, the season taken away from him, you know, like that. And, and this is his process. It kind of puts things back in perspective for you. And, you know, aside from that, he's just a great mind to have, you know, as, as an offensive, uh, you know, player and a young guy in the league, you know, trying to figure out, you know, my path. I know it's crazy, right, to think of what it could have been, right? And naturally we do it, but, you know, you're in the, you're, you're in the middle of it right now, so you can't do it right now. But just thoughts of what – could have been if Vera Tucker would have stayed healthy, if you could have had a offensive line stay healthy, if you know, going all the way back from Chuck Clark not getting hurt, right? And all those things. Is 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 that what kind of keeps you motivated? Hey man, I'm gonna get my squad back and we're gonna be able to run it back. You know, because it looks like Aaron Rodgers, we didn't know um before this season if it was gonna be one and done, but it seems like he's tapped in. You got, you know, you'll have guys returning. Are you just like, man, I just can't wait to play with my squad and, and all the people that's talking all this stuff and got all these negative things to say about us. I just want to be able to, to be able to run it straight up with my squad and then let them talk. Um, yeah, man, you know, it's, it definitely comes with the game, that stuff, and it sucks. It's terrible, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that might give me a little bit of hope, you know, knowing that. Um, you know, I feel like things can't go worse than how they've gone. So, you know, as far as how things have played out, uh, you know, I feel like it's only greener. So, you know, those things like that give me hope and just, and just you know, love for the game. I feel like, you know, the football guys reward the ones that put in and, and, and love the game. And I feel like I'm one of those. So we'll see, man. See what happens. No better example of how things can change from one year to the next, Garrett, than the team you're playing this Sunday and the Houston Texans. And your old college buddy is slinging it pretty good over there at the quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Do you think there's going to be any text exchange or talks leading up to this game on Sunday, or is it just going to be business as usual until that game is over this weekend? Um, yeah, man, I'll probably shoot another text, man. I love watching C.J. play so far, in, you know, in the NFL and, and playing with them, obviously, was um, you know, really special back in college and just there's the steps he took every week and how, how much better he got, you know, in the time that I was there. Um, and then, you know, obviously that's just continued and continued and even more um, since he's gotten in the league, man. And it's awesome to see. I'm super, super happy for him. And, you know, they're having a great season. And, uh, you know, they, they have a great prolific passing game that, you know, anytime you, you get to go up against a team like that, I'm excited. 
you know, just being a student of the game and seeing how their concepts work and how they're, you know, scheming guys open. And, you know, I'll definitely be tapped in because they do a great job. And, and uh, you know, CJ's one of the best in the league, man. And, you know, all the success and things that are going to, you know, come his way he deserves. Make sure, make sure you grab that jersey, man, because it could be a rookie of the year jersey, you know what I'm saying? And definitely offensive player of the year jersey, you know what I'm saying? So that way you can match it, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's becoming the um, Ohio State Invitational Award, you know what I mean? It's going <laughs> to yeah, be right. yourself and now C.J. Stroud probably right there, and he has you know the ability to maybe try and get some of those other awards. You know, speaking of that, like is, is, is Ohio State the best university in the NFL right now where you power rank all the all the stars? You're rather going all the way to, to Joey, to, to to Nick, to yourself, to Alave. Yeah, I'm sure you know a lot more to Ohio State. Yeah, hell, you even go back to uh, Zeke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are, are you guys the best university in the league right now? Well, man, I'll say that, you know, when you first get to Ohio State, you know, you change, brother. Like, I, I went a little early. From high school and, and they force you to change in a good way for the better um there's a standard there that you're gonna you know uphold because of the people that have came before you and and the ones that will come after you know the ones that come in while you're there the competition level all of it man it's just a culmination of things the coaching staff and and the way they uh you know preach the details that translates to the nfl level and you see those guys you know being able to have had success man and um you know i feel like um you know, you see that with a lot of universities, and, and Ohio State is doing it the best right now, in my opinion. You know, all uh, okay, okay. I was, I was waiting for you, yes or no. I was just, I was waiting for you. Of course, he's gonna say yes. Of course, he's gonna say yes. I feel like we're doing it the best, man. But you know, you got schools like Georgia and, and, and other schools that you know these dudes come in with winning mindsets and can you know know how to know how to do it. But but that's lately, y'all 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 been doing it for a little longer, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're right, you're right, man. We we got it. We got the testimony. We we the uh, we the king of that. I give you credit for being a man of your word, and you're a good guy like that. That you held up your end of the bet, and you wore the Michigan sweatshirt last week in the <laughs> locker room that one day. I give you credit. You're an honorable man. You know that, Garrett. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I kept the sweater so that or whatever the sweatshirt so that uh, you can, when we get them back next year, I can you can burn you know, it. <laughs> I mean, we got something for Carolina. We got something So, but yeah, like you said, I had to be a man of my word, and uh, you know, Michigan earned my respect winning that game the way they did. Did you get a rash when you took it off? Did your, did your body just reject you? <laughs> man, I was on. You need some, yeah. need some calamine lotion afterwards. I was on uh, itchy, bro. I um, mean, yeah, I had to get the ointment out. Nah, amazing <laughs> blue uh, rash or whatever. Yeah, yo, yo if that would if that was me, I would have gave you a mohair Michigan sweater one, so you'd be itchy all the time too. Yeah, uh, see, I would have never put it on. <laughs> I hate the covers, man. All right, Gary, we'll let you get out of here. But before we let you go, five games left. Message to the Jet fans, the ones that go each and every week, the ones that sit out there in the rain, watch you guys, pull for you guys, want to see things turn around. What's your message to them as we say goodbye here today? Um, yeah, man, we're gonna play better, and uh, uh, y'all deserve it. You know, y'all deserve a better, you know, better offense, a better product being put out on the field, and and um, you know, I, I hope you know that we're. we're trying to get that to you but you know this these last five weeks we're gonna go out there and do it i know personally i'm gonna put it upon myself to go out there and do that and you know that's all i really can do uh but you know i appreciate y'all that's all the garrett the garrett wilson report brought to you by cocoa butter pink lotion and blue magic 
Oh, bro. Smooth. <laughs> Appreciate you, Bart. You the man, Bart. <laughs> Listen, hey, hey, Gary, my, my neck and my chick and my cheeks ain't matched since eighth grade, dog. I mean, I'm envious. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, that's crazy. Thanks for hopping on, Garrett. Always appreciate catching up, brother. I know, man. I appreciate uh, it. Right, right, but I don't, don't be too hard on yourself. You See that? Yeah. He's being hard. I'm two tone, though. It's all good. <laughs> two tones a thing. That's Garrett Wilson Report brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. And it's brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Auto Mall and tell them Bart Scott sent you. Take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. So some interesting stuff there from Garrett. We'll talk about it when we return. Plus your phone calls, 800-919-3776. It's Dan and Bart, Bart and Hahn, 9870 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Stan and Bart. Jake back there uh, pouring water on his ass. You doing to make me sweat dance. You seen it? What do you got there? Oh, that's your. Uh... How much you drop at that garage? 40. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like every day. Based on what they charge for like one little thing there, a candy bar is probably like ten dollars. Yeah, you ain't. Oh damn, hold on. What happened? My headphones not in. I was like, huh? Well, that would be, that would be helpful. No, but I can, I can still hear you. Well, you that was me? like yesterday. And I know you hear me. Yesterday, I had to step away for a second. I came back in and I'm talking to you. And I'm like, what? And you're not even acknowledging me because I forgot to plug my mic back in. <laughs> but that's all right. It happens. Hey, we'll man. get it worked out. Not enough, not enough um, O's and smooth. Thanks to thing. Garrett for hopping on. Garrett's great. He, he's it, listen. It's not tough to do this right it, now. It, it's but honoring your obligations is a true professional. Forget about that. I mean, he's and I've said this many times on the air. He's one of the best dudes in that room. Forget about how he plays. He's a great player. The you know, but just as a dude, he's he's one of the best guys you're going to find anywhere. And he was like that from the day he walked in here, beginning of last season. It's fantastic. But still doesn't make it any easier. That you have to answer these questions. I mean, it's not like it's been a long time since you've had something positive to talk about with him. And I and I had to ask the question, like, does Salah still have the room? Gotta. You got to, man, because at this point, like, it's like it's like um it's like uh Bill Stein. Bieler. Bieler. Ben Stein. What'd you say, Bill? Yeah, close enough. Ben Stein. Yeah, close I was enough. talking about Bill his cousin. I was talking his about cousin. His, I was talking about his cousin. His yeah. cousin actually has a better voice than him, but you know, he did that thing. What what did he do for the um and he did dry eyes commercials for dry eyes, yeah. the drops, right? Yeah, yeah, the drops. New dry eyes, yeah, that guy. He's pretty funny. He's still doing good. Win Ben Stein's money. Did you, did, show. Did, did you ever know that that um, the guy from um, New York? What's the CSI thing with Ice T? Law and Order. Law and Order. Did you know, like the dude that was like the cop with the glasses was a comedian? Richard Belzer. Oh yeah. I never knew he was a stand up. Passed away not too long. Yeah, he ago. just passed away. I yeah. never knew he played oh, yeah. such a serious role, man. Yeah. To be a comedian, reinvented himself because comedians can do anything. Yeah, that's true. They pretend to be funny. They're they're, they're the most miserable Very, people. Yeah. Oh, of course. They're dying inside. Self loathing. Yeah. They project it out with their comedy. A lot of pain. So I've been told. Uh, 
You into the Knicks tonight? Knicks Bucks? Big Absolutely, game. man. Let's see. Let's see if they can step up. Knicks have been playing good ball. They really have been. And I'll tell you, what's an encouraging sign for me lately? Twofold. They both are off the bench. One is Josh Hart, who in the last game against Toronto back on Friday, he took over the game himself in the third quarter. Scored 15 straight points. Him getting going offensively, and look, you're not looking at Josh Hart for 20 points a night. That's not what he's here for. But he's gotten off to a slow start this season. Games like that, I think, are a step in the right direction for him. Two, another guy off the bench, another Villanova guy, is DiVincenzo. All right, I'm not expecting him to drain seven threes every night like he did the other night. To spread the court. But if he, exactly, if he could give you at least, let's say, double figures on a night in, night out basis, he's shooting the ball Fournier. pretty decently from three. Fournier's like, I can do that. Yeah, but he's not. Like, he's like, I can't pay the defense, but like, I can do that. He just can't get off the bench. But you know what I'm saying? Like, those are steps yeah. in the right direction because Brunson's Brunson, Randall's out of his early season slump. The one thing that needs to get going, though, I will say, RJ's been a little slow since he came back from the migraines. Yeah. He I'm, hasn't he he's he's not at the point he was before because he was their best player before he got sidelined. Yeah, I wonder if um I still wonder do they get itchy in in, in trying and and trade one of these teams. I mean trade uh, one of these players, man. Like it's before like the one of those things that, yeah, they're 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 nice, everything's a beautiful story. But I still wonder what's gonna happen if, you know, DeRozan is there, or 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 not Levine because we we don't think Levine's going is a good fit. But do they make a move? And you talk about DeRozan's expiring contract, so like the, it's not a money thing, right? Well, Chicago Chicago is going to be open for business. They stink. They're going nowhere. I wonder. This year. I wonder if Memphis is going to be open for business. Why wouldn't they? And you hear you hear Smart like yo Smart might say, "Get me up out of here, son." I, I got to go. You know what's funny about Marcus Smart, though? And man, and look, I know it's not fair with Memphis because John Morant's not there. And that, I mean, that's like literally like taking the engine out of your car. But I thought Marcus Smart was going to be so instrumental in that room because he's, a, he's, he's, he's a, a dog. You need those guys. Yeah. Right? He's and super, I thought super that, vocal. I thought that Boston would miss him. They haven't. No, that's because Drew Holiday is a more yeah. refined version of him. And he leads by example, not by words. You know what's funny about the Celtics? I never thought I would say this in a million years. Do you know who they miss? Porzingis. He's been out for a handful of games. They they actually miss him. He makes them special. (laughs) They miss Porzingis. He gives them so much. Listen, Drew Holiday, the Bucs are going to miss Drew Holiday because that team does not play defense nearly as good as it did before. So, like, I feel like the team that won was the team that got Drew Holiday. I feel like he's an upgrade than Marcus Smart. Clearly. And smart, I, I can see, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody going to make a play for, for Marcus Smart. But see, here's the thing with Marcus Smart. Like, Marcus Smart was perfect with the Boston Celtics. Like, that type of player, everything he brings to the court, that's for, like, a... Big shot maker, too, though. A team that's ready to win now. Like, they're ready to win. And maybe Memphis thought they were that with John Morant, but right now it's hard to imagine what that team so, is while they don't have it. So let's play the game. Then. Yeah. Marcus Smart where makes him a Super Bowl, I mean, a, a NBA champion. I mean... Philadelphia, they gonna have money. They got the ability to, to go get somebody. That's one. Uh, Sacramento. I was just gonna say them. You know what I mean? OKC. You're talking about needing some veteran leadership. I don't even think you have to give up a lot necessarily, but OKC. Remember, they've got more draft choices than, than anybody than in the anybody. world. Anybody in the world. They've got like eighty number one picks for the next like ten <laughs> exactly. years or something. Yeah, you want five of them? Here you go. Give me Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart with Gilly. Chet Holgram is a beast. I'll tell you a team right now that might take a flyer 
on somebody like that because, but I don't know where they feel they are in their program. Oh, I got one too. I know what you're about to say. We just saw them last night. No, I, I haven't seen them last night, but could I think? Could I guess who you think? Mm-hmm. Probably not guessing who I'm thinking though. Orlando. Why? No, I was going to say Indiana. Remember, they're they're already in the semifinals of this tournament. Yeah, they played. They've gotten they ass kicked a couple times. You so much. Oh, you heard Halliburton say, "I'm tired of getting my ass kicked." Well. They're in the semifinals. They took it to Boston last night. And I thought Boston was going to come back and win that game because Boston was down big. They went on a run to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And then Indiana and Tyrese took over that game. And then the, Now, it was in Indiana. That was a different story. But as far as the Knicks, like where they how's, are. How's Obi playing? Not right. Here's the problem. Obi, he starts and everything, but Obi's not like a finisher for them. He's not on the floor at the end of the game. Like, he wasn't on the floor at the end of the game last night when they were making that run. Yeah. He's just, he is what he is. He's a nice player, average, you know, 10, 11 points, whatever. But, you know, he's playing, what, like 20, 25 minutes a night? He's not a finisher. But with the Knicks, to answer your question, there's no reason to think that once the trade deadline rolls around, when, I don't know when it is this year, February, March, whenever it is, they still should be about where they are right now. And they have to ask themselves, do we think if we go out and bring in said player, whoever that is, does it make us that much better to where we could legitimately see ourselves getting out of the Eastern Conference? Remember, they were a couple of wins away from the conference finals last year. Can they take it one step further? I mean, I think if they don't get if they don't get out of the second round, it's still a failed season. Because they should be the fourth they should be top five in this league, but watch out for Orlando, man, because they playing well. And they, the Boncaro is special. But is it? Is it? Yeah, he's very good. But is it sustainable? That's the thing. Maybe they're a team that goes out there and makes one of these moves, right? I mean, they are a very young team. They would, they would really benefit from some young leadership. But this is an opportunity tonight for the Knicks. Like, this is one of those, like, okay, let's – because remember, that game that they – they already went to Milwaukee and lost this year. They had a lead late with, like, a minute left, and RJ didn't play that night. Brunson had like 40-something points, but Lillard was the one who took over in the final minute of the game. Not Giannis, it was Lillard. Let me see them go into Milwaukee tonight and steal this game. Bucks are 9-1 and one at home. They lost their first home game of the season. They've won nine straight since. Okay, they're going to be an underdog in this game. Go out there and beat the Bucks, right? Go beat the Bucks. These are the type of games, unfortunately, that you're going to have to play. Otherwise, you lose tonight. Then you're playing the Celtics again on Friday in Boston. Another tough assignment. That's Look, we talked about it before. I have a problem with the structure of the tournament that the Knicks now get to play two extra games against the elite teams in the East. Milwaukee and Boston, potentially, you're playing five times each. How's that fair? Five not- times each. That ain't right. You know what I'm saying? But we'll come back and close it out. To quote House Party. Two tears in a bucket. Bracket. What about those kid and play commercials? You see him now? Yeah, kid, man. Yeah, he's kid, seen, kid, listen, kid did not age well. No. He looked like Phineas and Ferb. Mm-mm. Man, with bags underneath his eyes, man. Lack of melatonin, man. Did not do good for his skin. Like, no. play, play still looked like somebody's uncle. You know what I'm saying? Trying to hit on somebody's uh, niece or something. Play looks like he got that, um, you know, you like his, something painted on his head. No, no, no. Not, yeah, not, not play. Play, play, play. Don't got no Beijing in his head. Who's the who's the um, one with the glasses? That's play. That's play. The dark yeah. one. Play's it's a, got it's like a, some, it's a dark one and it's a light one. Play, yeah, play. I was talking about. Yeah. You don't think play's got some stuff going on up top? I don't think so. No, I think so. It looks. Yeah. But that's Martin. That's Martin Lawrence's cousin. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. See, come on, man. See that when only I woke person, up, the only person that knew that was Ray Dinahan because he he's the expert. He's, on an, all he's an expert, exactly. 
See, there's things that I didn't he's know I mel- would learn he's today. A, he's the melatonin master. I, I learned that, that that Play and Martin Lawrence are cousins. Did not expect that when I rolled out of bed hey, this man, morning. You gotta, hey, Black Encyclopedia, man. You got to learn that stuff, so man. So I got to listen to this show. You know that. You also got to listen to this show because black, you're going to tell them something about yeah. BetMGM, yeah. right? Black exploitation. You know what I mean? That was the whole genre. You know, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Shout out to Usher, who uh, just finished up his residency. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to make way for them good old boys when you think about, uh, um, let's see if Bobby Brown get enough shape not to uh, have a cardiac arrest on the stage. The new addition is going to take over with the residency. But anyway, every time we can bet on that. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plan a trip to Las Vegas. You can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM Reward points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. No existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Dan and Bart, Barton Han. A couple more minutes, and we're going to hand things off to the K-Show, TMKS, coming up at the top of the hour. Hey, Sticks and Farner, they're going to come together for the Renegades and Jukebox Heroes Tour next summer at PNC Bank Art Center. On July the 23rd, ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets all week at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contest and submit your entry. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale this Friday, December the 8th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Com. That's really it for the Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier. Visit GrandMarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary and live grand. Drink with style, always drink responsibly. Uh, here was Brian Dayball, Bart, earlier today, telling the world that Tommy DeVito is still going to be the starting quarterback. Tommy will start. And Tyrod, obviously we brought him up. We'll see where he is by the end of the week. Hopefully he'll be ready to go. If he is, he'll be the... He'll be the backup, and Tommy will be the starter. I think Tommy's done a good job. He's improved in each of the games he's played. Um, I thought he played you know, well the last two games, made good decisions, was accurate with the football, and uh, earned the right to play. Good for him. You know what? National TV, a Monday night football game, it's got to be the thrill of a lifetime. At home against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, man. And listen, you talk about Tommy DeVito, you know what I mean? He, Your he, mic on? Yeah, it is. Oh, I can barely hear you. My bad. Oh. I mean, Tommy DeVito. Let me see if I hit the thing. Can you hear me better now? Oh, you sound immaculate. Yo, De- DeVito, man, you know, he's earned the right, man. And, like, listen, what this is a great story. This is our version of Lynn Sanity, baby. See if he can keep this thing going and create some excitement. We need some excitement by somebody here. And lastly, this was Aaron Rodgers signing off message to Jet fans on the Pat McAfee show. I do love that about Jets fans, you know what I mean? They care mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. damn much. And this has been a season for sure. But we will be back. Hell yeah. All right, we'll be back. When? Who the heck knows? We'll be back tomorrow at noon. All right, Honor Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. Thanks to Garrett Wilson. Thanks to Ray Dinahan. Jacob Perry. Bart, we'll see you tomorrow. Black Maestro, Ray Dinahan. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.